Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics on Radio Egberto Willis. Thank you so kind of being part of the show. We're going to have a great show for you today. As usual, I'm going to start telling you what the show is about in the first place. Today, we got a great show for you. Title of the show, Texas Democrats, Spine National Democrats Must Show. Texas Representative Jasmine Crockett speaks, and we have a prophecy from the one and only Carl Sagan that I saw last night. I had not heard about it before, but just listening to it, it ran chills through my body. But I tell you, folks, one of the things about knowing history, one of the things about learning One of the things about being sufficiently pliable to change, it's not written in stone, so it is our job to make the place a better world. Anyhow, we are going to have a great show for you today. Comenzando. Welcome aboard, Michael Rudnan. Welcome. Let me start from the bottom. Welcome aboard, AVQ, also known as Michael Rudnan, desync. Anybody else is having sync problems as well? Out of sync on YouTube? Oh, my God. That's not good. Because I can't restart right now. But uh, how bad is the out of sync? Let me know, folks. Let me know. Peggy Lopez, how are you doing? Norman Reynolds, how are you doing? Daniel Lado, how are you doing? Uh, let's see what else we got. Jessica Taylor, Norman Reynolds. And, of course, we've got Paraverkin uh, Mas. Joseph Murphy, welcome aboard. Uh, tell me if it catches up, it gets better, or what with the delay. Let me know how long the delay is. Egbert, I could be jealous at the way you roll your R's. Hey, you know, I just kind of do it sometimes for effect. I'm from Latin America, and, I, you know, it's just kind of a kind of a tease, you know. But we roll our R's for all the R's. Anyhow, let's start with Michael Rodnan says, Dems requests meeting with Merkel to discuss Germany's blockade of vaccine patent waiver. U.S. members of Congress are pushing the German border to stop putting industry IP monopolies as a priority over people. We are troubled by the European Union's continuing opposition to this temporary patent re- uh, waiver initiative, way, uh, which we understand is a position led by Germany within the EU. While it's the EU blocking uh, vaccine patent waivers, the world needs these vaccines. The longer they delay the herd immunity the greater the risk of a variant emerging that bypasses the vaccine effectiveness. It's that's what happens. We repeat 2020 all over again. Look, folks, let's, let's get clear here. I want to get very clear with you. The reason why the EU and everybody else is talking about not, not honoring patent waivers, etc., it's simply because that's how capitalism works. You don't pay me for something. All our things are priced into gouging the markets. We develop a vaccine to make some money. And as much as that vaccine was developed with the technology of many other people. Okay? So let's let's be clear. Let's be very, very, very clear. I told about the the, the defects in, in the patent system. Oh, we're going to see it now that people are going to die, right? Around the world, you have all these people that have the virus. In Panama, you don't even have 50% of the people vaccinated. In Costa Rica, you don't have 50% of the people vaccinated. In Japan, you only have 3%. All these things have to do with availability and how do we allow capitalism to catch up with the reality of people dying. You see, we have an economic system that has no humanity. 
I covered it in As I See It, Class Warfare, The Only Resort to Right-Wing Doom. I wrote a chapter on the patent system in here. Because the way the patent system works, right? You get years supposedly to recover your the amount that you invested in the intellect of developing a product, but they don't tell you most of the times that product was developed by we, the people, the taxpayer. And then after it is viable, then the companies take it to kind of take off the rough edges, but they already know most of the times that it's a good chance the product is going to be good. And then they want to keep 17 years or more. I gave you the story of Claritin. Claritin was going out of patent, but the drug companies, that I mean, everybody in, in America has the fizzles because of the pollen that we've learned not to be able to tolerate. So they created a new product from Claritin to Clarinex. And we just tweak a little, little bit and then we got a new patent and then we have all the doctors selling Clarinex. Folks, folks, it is up to us to change a system. It is up to us to see the reality. What Michael Rodnan just placed out there is something we need to see. Patent? In a pandemic, every single government should say patents are now unenforceable on all drugs to get the humanity healed. Period. Punto y final. And when it's a compensation for investment, submit the bill. Submit the bill to the governments. We'll give you the bills at cost. And for shareholders who want to make a buck on the death of other people, sorry, that's not how we want to work capitalism. Well, that's how capitalism works. That's not how we want to work our economic system. All right, Burger King workers write, uh, we will quit on sign walks out of Nebraska restaurant. Nobody should be working under these conditions. Uh, Rachel Flores said, the restaurant is short-staffed, and she would end up working 50 to 60 hours a week. She said at that point, they did not have working air conditioning in the kitchen, where temperatures reached 90 degrees. Flores had to go to the hospital after becoming dehydrated. Sad. That's America. Welcome to America. The scandal. Documents reveal Obama's EPA approved toxic chemicals for fracking in 2011. The EPA's approval in 2011 of three new compounds for use in oil and drill fracking that can eventually break down into PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals, was not publicized until Physicians for the Social Responsibility uh, obtained internal records for the agency through a Freedom of Information Act request. The neoliberal push towards fracking polluted water and caused cancer clusters alongside other environmental and health-related outcomes. Exacto mundo. New climate maps show a transformed United States. Global warming is steadily pushing the arable farmlands northwards, creating desert out of croplands that's happening. But it's something else that's happening. The land is sinking. If you go to California, what happens is they're, they're sucking so much water out of the ground, including for all those, uh, those trees, those almond trees that take thousands of gallons per tree. And the land is actually sinking several millimeters. Actually, I think it's inches per year. It's a mess that we need to clean up. But we'll get into that later, my friends. All right, last one. Loving your segment on Carl Sagan critique Star Wars in 1978 and his complaints still will sound familiar. Well, I'm not going to read that because we're going to talk about that. Preview of Carl Sagan's. Hey, why didn't you put my link in there, Michael Rudden? I did a full thing on, uh, on Sagan. Okay, that's fine. 
Who wants to bet Egberto praises the courage of the ill, the Ill, little democratic babies? Flu? I think they are courageous. So you're right, Daniel Ledo. You were right yesterday on an issue, and you are right today on another issue. Daniel Ledo, you're going to scare me, brother. You're going to scare me. I don't know. I hope after the clip we are able to fix it, but I don't know what's going on with this thing. How many seconds is it behind? Uh, looks dubbed badly. Audio is fine. Two seconds extra slide will compensate. Yeah, I don't have a slide here. Alan Owens never doubted. Okay, Michael, capitalism has a blind spot for externalities. Capitalism does not acknowledge externalities. Governments have to acknowledge externalities and then charge capitalism for it. Another subject for another time. Rose William, welcome aboard. West, hello, Australian resistance. Daniel Ledo says, wonder what Egberta's spin on Cubans rising up against communism. Let me guess. They are hungry and sick because of American embargo. First of all, you know, look, uh, that is the truth about Cuba. The truth about Cuba is we have, look, Cuba is not, first of all, Cuba was not designed to be a communist country. Learn the history. Cuba became a communist country because America didn't get its way after the revolution. And then Cuba went to Russia as a second choice. If America had dealt with Cuba and just said, yes, if you guys want to have democratic socialism, that would be just fine. Because the truth of the matter is all those robber barons uh, took your sugar cane and, and monopolized on people. But I don't have a ill feelings toward Cuba. Let me tell you something about Cuba. Okay? I am not a communist. I am a democratic socialist. There's a huge difference, right? I, I, I do want a certain level of free markets for things that everybody does. You want to have your restaurant? Do it. All I want, all I want the government to control are things that belong to us all, things like the internet, distribution of, of, of uh, energy, that sort of stuff. But everything else should be a free market, free market. You want to design something, a telephone, free market. You want to design all these things, free markets. I don't like to call them free markets. I like to call it free enterprise. Market has a bad annotation to it, free enterprise. But let me tell you about Cuba. Cuba, in its, in, with all its poverty and all that it's done, its medicine is great. It designed, it solved cancer problems and all these things, all documented. So, you know, a lot of people say, Where, when have you seen any good technology come out of a communist country? You see, the interesting thing that capitalists don't tell you is the intellect comes from individuals. And when you are an individual and you like to invest, and not invent, you like to create. You want to do good things. The, economic, the, 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 the political system means nothing to you. You are going to create. That's why you, get, you still get good salsa out of Cuba. You still get great baseball players out of Cuba. You still get great medicine out of Cuba. In a communist country, it's not that you get those great things because it's a communist country. You get those great things because individuals, individual people love it. Now, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The same type of individuals you have in communist country that do, that do great things, the same thing you can say for a, a capitalist country. The people who benefit from all the good, great creations in these systems, in the capitalist system, it's not the engineer that creates the thing that get mega rich. Jeff Bezos does not know anything about robots or how to build anything that has made him all that wealth. But he monopolizes on it. So I, if we can get to educate people, to let them know, let's for, forget about the political systems for now. 
understand humanity first and build a political system around the type of humanity we want and then create an economic system based on maintaining the humanity that is going to be fomented by your politics. That is what we got to learn. Lee Grant, hello from the right wing. I don't consider you a right winger, Lee Grant. West Lee, oh, here we go. Eric Hayes, how about those space travelers? I know, brother, I know. I covered it yesterday. West, what space travel? Lee Grant, Egberto, speak uh, to Cuba. Socialism fails. No, it's the same thing with Haiti. Haiti is a failed state. Haiti was the first black country in the hemisphere. They got their freedom because they fought for it, just like the just like the founding fathers stole this land by fighting off the Indians and the British. They decided they wanted to they wanted it, they took it. The, the, the French did it. But unlike the founding fathers, Great Britain didn't ask the founding fathers to pay for their freedom of the colonies, nor did the Indians that were genocidally murdered ask for a warranted compensation for the land. But the black folk in Haiti, they had to pay. They were lost capital for the French, and they were responsible. They, they brought an armada out to Port-au-Prince, an armada out there. That said, now, okay, you guys got your liberty, but now you got to sign this contract that says you're going to have to pay all the capital these French have lost. And you know what the capital was? The black guys had to pay for their freedom. Wow. You know, they don't want to teach critical race theory or any one of these things, right? Because they want Americans dumb. You're going to see what Carl Sagan had to say. Because if you're dumb, you don't understand the reasons things happen. Just like Cuba Oh, look at Cuba failed. Cuba didn't fail because of, capital, of, of communism. Cuba failed because of an of a embargo that we've had on Cuba for over 60 years. 60? Yeah, 60 years. And you have a, and, and they still survive. All those old cars that you see in Cuba, people are ingenious. The individuals are ingenious. They still survived. So this is not about whether communism or socialism or capitalism. All the isms can survive just fine. The question is, where is humanity best served? And humanity is best served with a bifurcated economy, as I've always spoken about. Daniel Ledo says, I read Daily Coast, so I know what Egberto's opinion will be on any given subject. Yes, he is that transparent. Well, I write for Daily Coast. So, of course, if you read Daily Coast, you're not only going to see my writings, you're going to see a lot of other good writing by some good, good, good progressive folk. All right, Bridge MCP, hey, all, listening, packing to move. Oh, hey, Bru, you got to tell me about your move, Bru, uh, Bridge. Uh, freedom rallies in Cuba. Joseph Murphy says, look up the term second world country. It, it's my feeling that most of, this is from Michael Red, most of Latin America wanted social democracy. That's true. And if not for our government, the intervention military coup of founding militant sanctions. In, exactly. Look, we, every time a country in like Guatemala was trying to do land reform, we, we, we stopped it. The truth of the matter is we have an interest in making sure that all these countries with natural resources do not get a, an economy where the natural resources that should belong to everyone 
belongs to everyone. Because God forbid, if Americans see that happening in Venezuela, we may actually say, wait a minute. You mean Yellowstone have all these minerals that should belong to the commonwealth of America? It's in the commons, should belong to all Americans. But we're not going to see it because the corporation is going to dig it, take it, pay a small royalty to the United States government, small, 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 and the shareholders and executives get all the spoils. You see, when, when before a lot of stuff went south in Venezuela, that was the intent of the Bolivian Revolution, Bolivarian Revolution. It was Venezuela is sitting on an ocean of oil and gold and other minerals, and they're poor? When you have a plutocracy in Venezuela that's selling all that oil to Exxon and 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 Sitco and all, I mean, come on. But the, the story that we are told is that, oh my God, they're trying to impose socialism. No, he was trying to say all these natural resources should belong to the entire country. So he started to work it, and poverty dropped like a rock. We cannot have that happening in, in this hemisphere. No way can we have can we create a Denmark in or a Norway in this hemisphere? Because America, it's too close to America and they'll see it. We don't mess, we don't want to invade Norway. We don't want to invade Denmark. But they have the same thing when it comes to these resources. So anyhow. By the way, Alaska is a special term. You know, everybody in Alaska gets a check every every year from the natural resources from the pipeline. But anyhow, that's a different story. So understand that, people. Understand that. Don't buy into the hype. One of the reasons I'm doing this program is I want Americans to know the truth, not the not the calculated truth that keeps you indoctrinated, but a truth that allows you to do critical thinking, like. Uh, why? How, how comes we get all these great technologies out of these countries that we talk about being so bad? So, things to talk, think about. Okay, organized crime screwed up Cuba. That forced, actually, in, when we were, during Batista years, right? Batista, when they had all the crime and all of that kind of stuff. That was the worst time in Cuba. I tell you what, in fact, black people and indigenous people in Cuba just swept floors, danced, and washed cars. Now, in Cuba, in the communist Cuba, people that look like me are actually doctors, lawyers, and engineers. So you have to ask yourself a question. In a capitalist society where black folk, indigenous folks, and most of the uh, poor white folks in Cuba were simply doing menial jobs while the spoils went to the Bacardis and all the rich folk. And in a communist country, when it became communist, all the people that were disjointed people became engineers, lawyers, doctors, and all of that. You know, you have to remember, to those people, that system was pretty good based on where they were before. So, I mean, it's critical thinking, people. Critical thinking. Critical thinking, critical thinking. I vote for Mexican Revolution. Uh, <laughs> all right, Wes, show me the money. Let's see what else we got here. Haiti, I told you about Haiti. All right, let's see what else we got here. Surviving cars and the like is an excuse for the people 
empower oppressing others? No, that's not at all that what I'm saying. If that's what you got, you weren't listening. But I'm always willing to get 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 you get you informed. Uh, Daniel Lido, always trust a guy's judgment who tells you that far left radicals writing for Daily Coast are all good people. Hmm. Wow, far left, right. We only want what's good for people, so yeah, we're good people. Egberto, you're talking about the resource curse. Courtesy that our rich and natural tend to be poor people because of the other nation's grand greed for the resources. Makes sense. That's, okay, let's see what else I got here. YouTube don't like your UEG. I don't know, Wes. I don't know. What is YouTube doing to me? Anyhow. Uh, Rose says, during the Batista regime, many women were forced into prostitution. Exactly. Keep it up. Let's see. Rose, really? Yes, really. Okay. We're going to start our, we're going to start now with our first interview. I, I was watching TV and um, I saw Rep, uh, Texas Representative Jasmine Crockett on MSNBC and then on Vice. And I'm like, man, I got to talk to her because she really she really knocked it out of the park with respect to what's happening in the Texas legislature. So what I did is I, uh, I sent her a, a, a direct message, said, hey, uh, can we get, 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 on, get you on? Said, oh, well, you know, her, her agent said that she was pretty, uh, actually she was pretty, she, she was all booked up. So the only time they could do it was early this morning. So I said, okay, great. Early this morning works for me because I want to talk to you because you are just one wonderful person. So let's listen to that interview and then we'll take it on the other side. Welcome to one more edition of Politics and Renamek Bertovil is your host. We are very lucky today. We have a rising star out of Texas who's making a difference. The type of politician that we need out there, the type of politician that's going to make a difference. Representative, state representative, Jasmine Crockett out of Dallas, HD 100. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I am doing great. Let me tell you, I really wanted to talk to you. I saw you on MSNBC and, and on Vice Network and a few other places where you were not only promoting uh, the vote, but taking command of letting folks know that we will be listened to. Tell me what you're doing out there in Dallas. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in the Texas Legi. Yeah, uh, the Texas Legi is crazy uh, <laughs> in short, right? So we saw a shift in this country with the election of Trump. Um, and I mistakenly, um, and maybe I was just a little green, maybe a, a number of us were green, thought that if we could just rid ourselves of Trump, then the cancer that we saw infecting this country would go away. Um, but then January 6th happened. And we were all told that this cancer may not go away too quickly. Sadly enough, um, the cancer has spread. It spread throughout uh, the various states and the state houses. Um, and so in the Texas House, there were two authors of these voting bills, right? The House author, as well as the Senate author um, of these bills, originally, the original authors, let me, let me be clear. Um, they both are attorneys. They both left the state of Texas in an attempt to overturn the election on Trump's behalf. Um, both of them tried to do this. When they were unsuccessful, they decided to come back to the Texas House and the Texas Senate in an effort to change the law so that hopefully, if they were ever in a situation like this in Texas, they could overturn the elections. I mean, it, it, you couldn't make this up. Like, it seems like a movie or a nightmare, uh, but it's our reality here in the state of Texas. So we were able to kill that bill during the regular session because they kind of just banked on us rolling over and taking it 
because they had the numbers, but we've always had the brains while they've had the brawn. Um, we killed the bill. They started walking back certain provisions such as overturning elections, such as uh, dealing with uh, our souls to the polls, um, but they still wanted a voting bill, them and the governor. And this is nothing more than a power grab. You know, they see that their power is dissipating. They know that they don't appeal to people of color. They know that they're not trying to appeal to people of color. So they are going further right so that they can get those fringe Republicans to come out and support their policies. So as of now, it's easier to carry a gun in the state of Texas than it is to vote. You know, what is interesting is that uh, of all the people that I interview on this particular issue, you are the first one that I've actually started from the most dangerous part of this bill, which is overturning elections. You get it. Uh, most of the people don't under, you know, they're worried about social the poll is important. Yes, all these things are important, but they can all be overcome by grassroots movement to get people registered and get people out to the vote. But overturning the poll is a completely different thing. Now, what you all did, a whole group of you took two planes and a, a few other methods to get to DC. I understand that you went to a state where you were pretty sure they won't have a, a, a friendly agreement with our governor to allow, <laughs> yeah, to allow your arrest and, and re repatriation to Texas. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Uh, the governor doesn't have friends up here. Not that are in high places, let's say that. Um, but either way, uh, you know, Texas is Texas. I know that our governor feels like he runs the world, uh, but he has jurisdictional boundaries. And those boundaries uh, are around the state of Texas. Um, in fact, the governor keeps saying, I'll have them arrested. The governor doesn't have the power to do that either. Um, that's not what a governor does. Um, that's not his branch of government. That's not who uh, would do it. It would actually be Speaker Phelan. And it's not an actual arrest, it's a detention because we've not committed a crime. And the fact that he's framing this as if we're criminals, we're not criminals, okay? This is provided for in the constitution. In fact, if the governor wanted to do a little bit of a, a history lesson, even though I know that we want to rewrite history in the state of Texas right about now, um, he would find that, Abraham Lincoln um, actually jumped out of a window in order to break quorum before. And interestingly enough, Speaker Craddock, who is still in the House, he is the longest serving member currently serving in the House. Um, he's a previous speaker. He said that if it were him, he would have locked us in and we would have had to have jumped out the windows. Um, so the speaker is the one that really has the power to do what we call a call on the house. And that's based upon the rules that the members have in place um, that affords them an opportunity to do that. And, and so there's some legal uh, gymnastics that I could go through, but I don't wanna bore your listeners. Um, but long story short, um, we knew that so long as we were outside the state of Texas, no one would have jurisdiction to touch us. I was curious because I don't know the law and uh, you guys kind of let it be known before you actually left Texas that you intended to leave Texas. And it kind of shocked me because I was wondering, <laughs> could they have stopped the plane? Could they have a, a, a could, could he have come and picked enough of you up so that you could still maintain quorum? How does that work? Yeah, you know, so the press is the press, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what to say about that, but it definitely got out. Uh, I was on a, a different flight. I was on a commercial flight. And uh, I was going to arrive before everyone else. 
And so I was already scheduled to do some national interviews um, prior to us kind of making this decision. So essentially what was going to happen or what I imagine would happen is that my colleagues would be in the air when I actually broke it, uh, you know, nationally. It did not happen that way. Um, it completely got leaked beforehand. I was only nervous about it being leaked beforehand because um, just like you, you know, there's no requisite that you are an attorney to be in the house. And I didn't want my colleagues to be fearful um, and potentially back out. Um, I knew that the governor couldn't do anything, but I am a practitioner of 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm confident in what the law says and who can do what and things like that. But I didn't want my colleagues to, to become nervous. Um, but they're soldiers. They, they are amazing. Um, and so even though it got out, um, they, you know, confidently made sure that they headed to, to get out of Dodge. And, and so we all arrived safely, thanks to God. Great. You guys are you you guys are my heroes. You know, we we out here at Indivisible and in several several organizations, we said, what are the Democrats in Texas gonna do? Are they really gonna fight for us? And, and I, I got a call a couple of days ago and said, they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it. And I said, Yeah, I saw it, but why did they leak it so early? Anyhow, uh, <laughs> two days ago, you know, but interestingly, uh uh Abbott got on Fox News last night and he said, Well. I will call a special session month after month up and until the election. Uh, he probably likely won't do that. You know, Republicans like to go and have their caviar somewhere and their vacations, et cetera. But I mean, I, uh, what, what, what's your intent? Or I, I know you can't tell us everything or nor would I want you to tell us everything that you guys have planned, but are you all in or enough of you in for this for the long haul? We are in this for the long haul, um, but let, let me be clear because the governor doesn't like to be clear. Um, the governor went too far when he defunded the legislature. So unless the Supreme Court says, nope, he wasn't allowed to do that, um, then funding for the legislative branch will run out come September 1. What does that mean? We can't function anyway. So he can call all the special sessions that he wants to, but you've got to have people that actually write the laws. We don't write the laws ourselves. We have uh, lawyers that actually draft this. Remember I said, you don't have to be a lawyer to be in the ledge. And so you basically say, hey, I want a bill that does this. And they draft it. They're the ones that do the research to figure out if there's a law already on the books, if there's some kind of conflict, how many sections of what codes will have to change. There is a body that does that. There's also uh, persons that participate in the committee process. We saw the committee hearings on Saturday. Those people will not be funded. Um, House administration will not be funded. Um, you, you don't have our parliamentarians who make the decisions. They call the balls and strikes. They will not be funded. And the last action, labor law doesn't allow you to work people and not pay them. So the governor has boxed himself in. So honestly, he can call as many special sessions as he wants to, but we will be unable to actually perform and convene unless the Supreme Court rules against him. So he's in a box right now. The Supreme Court can rule against us and say the governor was wrong, which I think will deal him a blow in his primary, um, which you know is why he's doing half of this stuff is because he's concerned about his primary or the Supreme Court can rule with him if they wanna rule in a very partisan way. But what happens if we don't come back and pass a budget for him to sign? You can either pass a budget or redistrict then, right? Correct. And I don't want to redistrict. So I'm like, hey, you can let it run out then. 
And, and all of this chaos is caused by you because we gave you a budget. When he defunded the legislature, it wasn't a matter of just the House Democrats. It was everyone in the House. And the majority is Republican. He defunded the Senate. The Senate had nothing to do with this. The Senate did not walk out. They did not kill this bill. And the majority of the Senate is Republican as well. So, you know, he has literally shot himself in the foot and I'm excited for the box that he's in. He's got to lose one way or another. And I don't really care which way he loses so long as he loses in some way and people can start to lose the faith that they should be losing in him as a leader and recognize that he's not being honest with Texans. I think everyone should require honesty and transparency out of their elected officials. And that's what I've tried to do. But I can tell you for sure that is not what the governor has done. Well, you know, we can never assume that the intellect of the uh, the Texas <laughs> legi is all that good. After all, they had, they got uh, three years of the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act for free and thereafter 10%, which would have increased their economy, increased their taxes, and still they've decided not to accept it. I don't know how smart that is. I mean, there are things one after the other that they do. Okay, look, let me ask you, end game. Uh, ultimately, there are more Republicans than uh, than Democrats, and that will be remaining that way until 2022, when you and others are going to bring in a whole lot of other colleagues. My question <laughs> to you then is, what's the end game? You you're probably not going to get all that you want. What's the minimum you think you you you'll you'll um, fight for? You know, uh, what I personally want is just federal oversight. Um, so that's why we are in D.C. You know, he wants to say, oh, we're vacationing, we're off. We're not Ted Cruz. <laughs> we didn't fly to Cancun <laughs> when our constituents needed us. Um, and my constituents have been very happy with me leaving the state. They were encouraging me to leave the state. Um, and, you know, we'll be doing a town hall later on tonight because we do our town halls every second Tuesday of the month, no matter where I am. I have done it from the floor. Um, I'll be doing it you know, on this quorum break, I, I, I do it all the time and I stay in touch with my constituents as well as my office. They are still doing constituent services there in the office. Um, so the deal for me is historically, Texas has been found to be intentionally discriminatory. Every single time they do some wide sweeping uh, voter change or bill or whatever you want to call it. And so we don't have those guidelines in place right now so that we can call Texas out. So that's why Texas is like, hey, let's get buck wild because they finally took our oversight away. But historically, we continue to intentionally discriminate. And there's nothing different about this bill. When you have testimony that the majority of the people that used drive-through voting were minorities, and they say, well, you know what? We want to get rid of that. Well, we've had curbside forever. What's the difference, right? You don't want voting to be convenient for people of color. That's why you want one uh, drop box for mail-in ballots in a county the size of Harris County. That doesn't make sense unless you want to make sure it's difficult to access the ballot box. Um, my deal is start getting some real talking points. Start coming up with actual policies that people want to support instead of saying, you know what, we know we ain't on the right side of this, so let's just cut them out. That's not what democracy looks like. Democracy isn't supposed to be a thing so long as Republicans are in control and then we want to maybe switch over to tyranny. Um, and that's essentially what we're seeing in the state of Texas. You know, the governor wants to hold a gun to our head and say, hey, give me everything I want or else. Well, I'm at the or else right now.
Ken Paxton said that uh, had he not instituted the voter suppression techniques in Harris County, that Trump would not have won Texas. That says it all. Look. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> End of story. End of story. Now, um, Representative, please, uh, I ask this as the last question every time. Please tell me what I should have asked you that I didn't, and what would you like <laughs> to tell our audience? I'm going to say, follow me on social media <laughs> to keep up with everything that's going on. So I'm just Jasmine for 100. Um, and make sure that you are in that J-A-S-M-I-N-E-F-O-R-1-0-0 on all social media platforms, including TikTok. Um, but you know what? I want to encourage people to be involved. Um, we are, this is supposed to be a government of the people. I work and I serve the people, not the governor, but the people. And so, you know, it's important that you make phone calls to your state house members and your senators. Don't just say, well, they're not in my party, so I'm not calling. No, they need to hear from you. They need to know that you're in their district. They need to know that you represent them or they represent you as well. So please reach out uh, to any elected officials on the state and the federal level. It's time to make a full court press so that we can do everything that we can to preserve democracy in this country. State representative, legislature, Jasmine Crockett, it's been my honor to speak to you. Thank you so kindly for having been on Politics Done Right. Thank you. That was great. Thank you very much for, and thank you very much for your work. You're Let me tell you something, guys. She was great. And uh, we, we had a whole lot, a whole lot more to talk about. But, you know, we have limited amount of time under which we can actually go ahead and do that. But it turned out very, very, very well. She is the real deal. Anyhow, um, we have some other stuff to go over. But before we go over that, I got to do my request here. Folks, please, if you are on YouTube, click that join button. Please go ahead and click that join button and become a a, a member of the PDR Posse. Become a member of the PDR Posse. What else can I tell you about the PDR Posse? We have a cup designed by Bridge MCP. And how do you see the mug designed by Bridge MCP? I just pulled my back. I don't know what happened. I think I, Or my neck or something. Anyhow, folks, go ahead and um, get the cup uh, after you click the join button if you want to. Or if you are on Facebook or Twitch or Periscope or whatever... You can go ahead and go to politicsandright.com slash YouTube, politicsandright.com slash YouTube to become a part of our PDR Posse. We need 1,000 people there. We're getting close to 300. I think we're about five or six away from 300 on YouTube. Here we have on Patreon, we also need 1,000. We are about 100 and change. We only have about 130 people there. We still need about 1,000 people on Patreon, politicsandright.com slash Patreon, politicsandright.com slash Patreon. Uh, you can also support us via PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. You want to uh, get our T-shirts or books, etc. politicsandright.com slash store. If you buy the books directly from Amazon, uh, they'll send it to you quickly, all that good stuff. If you buy the books directly from us, we'll send it to you that with, with inclusive, uh, inclusive a bumper sticker, and I'll sign the book myself. So if you, you can choose either get in the book at politicsandright.com slash store or go to Amazon and get it at politicsandright.com slash books. And I'm going to put that in there right now, politicsandright.com slash books. So folks, please support us. That is the way we continue to give you the truth. That's the way we can continue to give you all the information that makes a difference. Makes a difference. Anyhow, uh, Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan. I want, I'm going to just play this now and then we'll take it on the other side.
Brian Williams had a great piece on Carl Sagan last night. I have some clips of it that I want to show you, and then let's go ahead and uh, take it on the other side. But I think when you see this, it's going to be sort of shocking. Check this out. Is a new appreciation of Carl Sagan that so many people find way overdue. Armed with four degrees from the University of Chicago, Sagan was an astronomer, scientist, astrophysicist, a genuine public intellectual. He taught at Harvard and Cornell and was ahead of his time almost by definition. Jason Johnson called our attention to this clip on social media today. Here is Carl Sagan on Johnny Carson calling out a new movie called Star Wars for its faulty assumptions and lack of diversity. Star Wars starts out saying it's on some other galaxy. Right. And then you see there's people. And uh, scene, starting in scene one, there's a, there's a problem because human beings are the result of a unique evolutionary sequence based upon right. so many individually unlikely random events on the Earth. In fact, I think most evolutionary biologists would agree that if you started the Earth out again and just let those random factors operate, you might wind up with beings that are as smart as us and as ethical and artistic and all the rest, but they would not be human beings. That's for the Earth. So in another planet, different environment, yeah. very likely to have human beings. Are you saying on another galaxy, uh, it's not possible that there could be... It's extremely unlikely that uh, there would be creatures as similar to us as, uh, as the dominant ones in Star Wars. And there's a whole bunch of other things. They're all white. The skin of uh, all the humans in, uh, in Star Wars, oddly enough, is sort of like, like this. Right. And uh, not even the uh, other colors represented on the Earth are present, much less uh, greens and blues and purples and oranges. They did have the scene in Star Wars with a lot of strange characters. Yeah, but none of them seem to be in charge of the galaxy. Everybody in charge of the galaxy seemed to look like us. And I, I thought there was a large amount of human chauvinism. And also, I felt very bad that at the end, the Wookiee didn't get a medal also. You know, all, all the people got medals, and the Wookiee who had been in there fighting all the time, he didn't get any medal. And I thought that was an example of anti-Wookiee discrimination. <laughs> Carl Sagan could not have predicted 2021, but he did see it coming. He wrote the following back in 1995, and we quote, I have a foreboding of an America in my children's or grandchildren's time when the United States is a service and information economy, when nearly all the manufacturing industries have slipped away to other countries, when awesome technological powers are in the hands of a very few, and no one representing the public interest can even grasp the issue. When the people have lost the ability to set their own agendas or knowledgeably question those in authority, when clutching our crystals and nervously consulting our horoscopes, our critical faculties in decline, unable to distinguish between what feels good and what's true, we slide almost without noticing back into superstition and darkness. The dumbing down of America is most evident in the slow decay of substantive content in the enormously influential media. Media. The 30-second sound bites now down to 10 seconds or less. Lowest common denominator programming. Credulous presentations on pseudoscience and superstition, but especially a kind of celebration of ignorance. The celebration of ignorance, the dumbing down of America that makes our job so much more difficult, that allows those right-wing charlatanes to go on TV and tell you that a vaccine that has worked in 3 million people and maybe 100 or so people get uh, afflicted with something uh, not too bad or bad, that somehow it is not 
functional. It's not work. The unscientific nature of how America has become, after being the bastion of the earth, the manufacturing capital of the world, as it because of this economic system exports all of that to other places to to make it cheap, so that a few can benefit of benefit from it. It is amazing how accurately in nineteen uh, or 19-something, he was able to see the direction that we're heading, the direction of uh, praising dumbness the, the, uh, and believing in superstition, believing in, in a hyperbole. Folks, it's not too late yet. There are many out there that if you really want to match your life to reality, and not what they're programming you into, programming you to become. We can still get there. I have faith that if we are able to talk to our brothers and sisters or neighbors or families, that we can actually get there. But Paul Sagan's words are prescient. I like how he starts it. He starts it with all the, uh, how, I mean, people may want to ask, why did he start with Star Wars? He wanted to show a concept, a broken concept, and then a broken nation. And how a broken concept, believe it or not, leads to a broken nation. When you can't take real, assum- real right life assumption on how things work, if you start in the wrong place, it's hard not to get to the wrong place. Carl Sagan's words are present. I hope people read or understand that in the context. And going forward, we try like hell to make that, that course correction before it is absolutely too late, before that critical mass is there to bring us all down. All right. Uh, Eric, the last um, statement here is from Eric. If vaccines are so good, if vaccines are good, why aren't other remedies like hydroxy and others that were vilified early in the pandemic promoted? Understand, let, let's first understand uh, me, a little bit of medicine here. You talk about vaccines and then you talk about therapeutics, okay? If you talk about vaccines, you're talking about changing an immune system so that that immune system fights off a disease. If you're talking about a therapeutic like uh, some of the things like, um, what, what do you call it, the, the hydroxy or whatever that they were attempting, these, these different things are supposedly going into your system to do the killing of the virus for you. So remember, uh, there are two different mechanics that occur here. One is to make your immune system recognize something to kill it on its own. The other thing is to put something in you that takes care of the killing for you. Like antibiotics, right, kills the, drug, the, the, the viruses or, or not, the, the bacteria for you. But... Uh, and uh, a vaccine allows your teaches your body how to do the killing on its own. Oh, look at my baby! Ashley became a member of the <laughs> my little my beautiful beautiful daughter just became a member of the PDR Posse. Thank you, sweetie pie. And you know what I do with my my new members? And uh, come on, y'all not gonna let my daughter do it all by herself? You know what I do when I see that? I go ahead and I say. Ashley, thank you very much for becoming the latest member of the PDR Posse. And you know where you go? You go right up into the list of people who have become part 
of the PDR Posse. Folks, if you want to become a part of the PR Posse, just go ahead right now and click on, um, click on the Join button, and you can join Ashley right away in becoming a part of the PDR Posse. And if you notice, she is on the screen right now. Ashley Willie is part of the PDR Posse. Anyhow, folks, uh, let me go ahead. and uh, Thank you very much, Ashley. Thank you so kindly. Let's go ahead and uh, continue. Let's go ahead and continue. Um, let's see where we go. Uh, let's see. Where, let me go ahead and say, look at it. If vaccines are good. So that, that is the difference that I want to tell you, Eric. Now, what Donald Trump was doing was trying to make a buck. He heard a little something about hydroxy. He goes ahead and he sells it. He's not a good person. He's not a good person at all. Okay. All right. Let me see what else I need to say. Norman Reynolds says, the Texas uh, governor is still trying to pass the buck on the multi malfunction of the electrical grid. I expect the national news to continue bringing this to the foreground. Look, and I wonder, you know, uh, Reynolds, I actually am pissed at that. While we are concerned about the, the Democrats that have ran to D.C., and what should really be the story is in a state, in a state where we have a failing electrical grid, in a state where we have a failing, uh, a failing medical system for the average Texan, in a state where we have a failing educational system for most of the Texans. That, we're, that we don't have any of that in the special session, but that we have these little silly things, okay? We have these little silly things. Let's get real, people. We have got to get real. All right, I got six, actually about five more minutes. So let me see what other things I'm going to go through and uh, go through the list of, list of, let's see. Trump and his followers are opposed to democracy and want to turn America into a banana republic. That is true. That is true. And he, that's the reason he shows so much respect for Kim Jong-un and he shows so much respect for all these other totalitarians. Uh, scrolling down. AVQ, transference and projection is a conservative politics 101. Accuse your opposition of the worst you yourself are guilty of. You want to call someone a liar first. You lie. Look, if you doubt it, what's the name of the congressman? Uh, you know, they, do you remember who, who was talking about, oh, Hillary Clinton, they are pedophiles and pedophilia and they have the pizza gate and all that good stuff, right? And then what turns out that Gates himself, the Republican, is the one that's an actual pedophile. It's the one that, the, that is the actual pedophile. So let's, let's get real. That thing about projection is so true. I'm scrolling down. Definitely going to get it from not Amazon. <laughs> okay, my friend. Okay, my friend. All right, let's see. Um, let's see. Eric Hayes, why isn't, why isn't this show a nonprofit organization as that would provide more revenues, right? That would be tax deductible. Let me tell you why I am not a nonprofit. I've thought about it. I've thought about creating uh, Willie's Media LLC is, where, is what we work under. And I had to decide if to make Willie's LLC a nonprofit or not. Nonprofits have rules. In other words, I have to be careful how I speak about certain types of uh, politicians, etc. If I'm a C4, I can, if I'm a C3, I can only do instructional. If I'm a C4, I can kind of talk politicians, but there, there, there are limits. 
I want 100% freedom to say whatever I want to say. And uh, I want also to owe nothing to, to you know, to, that, that's going to cramp me telling you what I think I need to tell you. But secondly, when it comes to a lot of nonprofits are there hiding from taxes. I have never hid from taxes. In the days of Willie's Computer Software Company, in the days of PWL, in the days of HHCC, these are different companies that I've, that I've had. I have never, ever ran from taxes because I think taxes are a good thing. And if you're making a lot of money, pay a lot of taxes and enjoy it because this country warranted you or afforded you that ability to make that money. This stuff about uh, this animosity towards taxes is, is anathema to me because I'm telling you, a good if you are making money that you owe a lot of taxes, you should be happy. You shouldn't be trying to hide away or be selfish. Okay, let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see. I see my daughter in here again. Ashley, Egberto will free you. I don't know about all of that. Let me grab one. Grab one of what, baby doll? Let's see. Your, you girl. <laughs> is the grid working now? The grid is working right now. Yeah, for now, it's not on the stress right now because we're not going through a heat wave in Texas. Let's see what happens when the heat wave hits. All right. I'm going to have to get out of here. But before I get out of here, I want to thank all of you guys for spending all this time with me. I really could not. Not paying taxes equal greed. Exactly right. Uh, I know you could be anywhere. You know, the internet is a big place. And that I get the amount of folks that I get. I mean, uh, you you guys blow me away with uh, the, the, the my podcast and all that good stuff. Uh, I, I couldn't do this without you. So I really, 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 really want to thank you for being here. But I have some other favors that I want to ask of you. Please share it. And not only share it, not only share our videos, our blogs, and everything else. Share our newsletters. If, you, if you're on our news list and you get a newsletter, please share the newsletter as well. Uh, join the newsletter. Become a contributor to the newsletter. Uh, please, please do all of that. Because I cannot tell you. Everybody's waiting for, I got a minute here. Everybody's waiting for something good to happen. Oh, we hope these politicians do the right thing. We hope somebody, let me tell you who really has to do the right thing. All of us have to do the right thing. All of us have to be engaged. Uh, You know, I've, when I did my, from the beginning of my, um, my blog site, egbertowillies.com, I always had a phrase that I liked, and I, you know, I remember somebody telling me once, Egberto, it sounds like you're telling people they have to be politically engaged. And my answer to that is yes. If, if, if you have anything to say, you have got to be politically engaged. You have to be politically engaged. Because your life is a politics. I have the phrase that I says say um, political involvement should be a requirement for citizenship, and I don't just say that I've haphazardly. I mean that your lack, the lack of political involvement by so many Americans, have cost so many Americans so much. Let's see. I had my your T-shirt on when showing house, and people asked me what is independent media, and off I went. I love you so much, Bridge MCP. 
That's why you're the leader of the PDR Posse, beautiful. That's why you're the leader of the PDR Posse. But like I said, we have to be the change. Nobody's going to do it for us. You see that young lady? She went out there. She's, a, uh, she's an attorney, a defense attorney. She was doing just fine. Being in the Texas house is not like a huge benefit for her. $7,000 a year, including, uh, and of course, loss benefits from not working while she's at the leggy. But she did it. She stepped up. Why I wanted, why, why I wanted to speak to, to uh, Jasmine? Because she did it. She looked at her community and she said, we need this, we need that. The police is doing this, the police is doing that. This is happening, this is happening. I can either complain about it or I can engage and do something about it. All of you that are listening to me have taken that step to do something about it. Including my, including my right-wingers that are listening to me right now. I love them too. Because it's going to take all of us, to make the change. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. 